I really love the idea that of starting off the year with this charge to all of us, to all of us who claim to love the Lord, that we remember that this is what we are told to do, to be, and not just in some things, but in all things, to be holy. And the reason is because Jesus is holy. I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, send me, Lord. I am yours, I am yours, I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel Centered Pro Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro life ministry and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Welcome back to the Gospel Centered Pro Life Podcast. My name is Daniel Parks, and I'm joined as always with Vicki Cassiork. Hey, everyone. How are you? We're doing well. <laughs> I'm doing well, at least. Yeah, we've all will have celebrated Christmas. Yeah. Full we... disclosure. Right. Even though we're going to pretend like we're in the new year. Yeah. The reality is we're recording this right. in the old year. Yeah. 2023. Yeah. But we're looking forward to the new year. Definitely are. And we hope that this podcast will help you guys look forward to the new year, at least be effective on the sidewalk in the new year. And so I think it'll be a blessing. I do want to encourage you guys, as always, to share this podcast episode with others. You can do that on social media and uh, just let people know what we're doing. Encourage people. Sidewalk ministry is difficult stuff. Yeah. And uh, there are very few people, uh, you know, just in the grand scheme of things. And uh, in the church, there are very few people that do this ministry. Right. So you guys are a unique and rare breed of Christian. They are. Yeah. We are. We yeah. are. We And in fact, that's sort of what our podcast is going to be about, is, yeah. is how grateful we are that there are people willing to do this. Yeah. And also, of course, we want to talk about how righteous we are. Yeah. And how awesome and better than everyone else <laughs> yeah. we are as Holier Christians. than thou, I think, is, is yeah. how we could mm-hmm. title that, right? Yeah. 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 Say holier than thou. <laughs> I like to say holier than you, speaking <laughs> right. to the person in front of me. You know, yeah, I'm holier than you. Of course. Yeah. Why not? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, we're yeah. going to talk about that and have some fun with that. We're going to talk about holiness. Yeah. Um, 2024 should be a year of holiness. It should be. Every year should be. But the, yeah. since this is the year before us and it's the only moment that we're guaranteed, yes, for this year, for this moment, let's be holy. That's, that's, yeah. That is what we're going to actually talk about. Yeah. 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 We'll dig into it, yeah. some of the theological implications, scriptural yeah. implications. Before we do that, though, we like to share a story. And I think we, really, we have a, a real encouraging story. Yeah. And then a little training principle. That will hopefully help you guys in the uh, in the winter months and just some thoughts for maybe for the new year and stuff. But the story that we want to share, it comes out of Charlotte mm-hmm. and uh, there's amazing stories happening across the nation. Yeah. And I think probably as we shared stories, maybe we share more from Charlotte than we do any other city because it's where but we're, we're here. At. We're here and, in Charlotte. But we will right. t- we do. We'd love to hear stories from all over the nation. So if you have a great story, just email us and we would be happy to share yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel yeah. at lovelife.org. Right. Vicky at lovelife.org. You know how to get a hold of us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this story is pretty cool. Around Christmas, right? We, we had a donor that reached out, anonymous donor reached out and said, uh, our family has $15,000 that we really feel burdened 
to uh, to help out some families yeah. in the area here mm-hmm. with. And can can you help us? Can you get us connected with some families that that have some needs? And I'll, I'll tell you, this year has been pretty tough for a lot of people. Right. And there's some families that we're helping that have some pretty dire needs. Some mm-hmm. women who are some threatened with eviction and mm-hmm. have you know stacked up bills, rent, and stuff that needed to be paid. Had, um, Another family with some issues. I'll, I'll let you kind of tell from your perspective yeah, the story. Yeah, so, so Daniel told me we had this huge donation, and he the donor wanted to bless families in the Charlotte area. He's from Charlotte that we have worked with who chose life. And so we have a huge list of, of moms who have chosen life. And we contacted the moms on that list, and 17 of the moms wrote back to me and said, Yes, they had needs, and I I had requested that they share their story. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I'm not I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail, but those stories brought me to tears because these are women had cho- who had chosen life. One of them had been raped, yeah, and wow. um and came to the abortion center, but when she met us, she was very soft hearted. Quickly said, "I I can't do this. I I can't kill my baby," and and as she was describing her needs, they were pretty significant. One of which was that she wanted to live somewhere other than where she lives because the rapist knows where she is. Oh, wow. So you know that was one of the stories, and um, uh, there was another one of someone who's gone back to school. She had her baby in a high risk situation. The baby was. Um, born fine, but um, has had significant needs, hospitalizations. And this mom, while caring for uh, this child who has had to be in and out of the hospital a lot, went back to school, lost her job um, off and on because she would have to be with her baby in the hospital so yeah. so frequently. Uh-huh. So she was one of the stories. And yet she she's praising God for this baby. None of these women, by the way, as they shared the story, said, how I wish you had never talked me yeah. into saving my baby's life. Right. Yeah. Um, so just really some heartbreaking stories. Uh, two of them in, in the group were people who, who were struggling because they, were, they had escaped a domestic violence situation. Yeah. Um, one of them was one whose baby had sadly died and she was struggling with the aftermath of that grief and, and sorrow. So just they were heartbreaking stories, but the common theme in all of them was that these women knew that saving their child's life had been the right choice right. and they were trusting God and they were shocked that that they many of them said we we've written to all kinds of you know um public or community resources asking for help for christmas and we couldn't find any yeah. and here's this unexpected money so we were able to help all of them every single one of them the the ones who had significant needs in in terms of rent that they were in danger of eviction we we paid the rent, or we're in the process in, in some of this still. We're working it all out. Another had a floor that was rotting out underneath yeah, them. Yeah, that was kind of like one of the that was a big, really prominent situations uh, really, we were dealing with. Yeah, because it was, they, they had um, several young children, the new baby, and none of them could even play on the floor because yeah. the floor was so dangerous, and it had been that way for like 
a year. Yeah. So um, we actually, it's being fixed as we speak. It, it's almost um, almost done now. And that we did fix the um, the issue which caused the floor rotting out, which was a leaky roof. Yeah. So all of this was, um, it was major for this family. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's just, it was just, it felt like being Santa Claus. Right. You know, I was given yeah. all this money to just go and bless people with. And we were very careful. We we read the stories. We prioritized. And um, yeah, it was just not throwing money at problems and things not, like that. But yeah, really not, just not at all. Families. Yeah. Right. But it but it has uh, certainly for that family with the floor issue, it's life changing. Right. And, and for some of those that that just needed a little leg up with the rent, it's life changing. Yeah. But all of them got money for Christmas gifts. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and one of them, right as we started this podcast, texted me and said, I'm on my way to Walmart. Yeah. And because she had just That's received so the, cool. the Christmas card. So, yes, yeah, such a heartwarming and wonderful. We are so grateful yeah. for that donor it it really has impacted so many people so many yeah. families yeah. lives and so many children are going to open gifts this christmas because of that donation yeah, yeah, yeah. that's amazing that's encouraging yeah. and one of the things that people maybe don't see if you've not in, been involved in this type of ministry and, and really ministering to these families praise god for the fifteen thousand dollar donation yeah but there's a lot of work that you and Izzy, yeah. who's on staff here in Charlotte, and that you guys put into getting that money in the right spot and right. making sure and vetting these moms that we're not just giving money to people that are kind of, you know, game the system or something yeah. like that. So there's yeah. some vetting stuff that yeah. was involved. There's you know, working with the person to try to come and fix the roof and fix the floor. Oh, man, that was a I, yeah, bit of I was difficulty. a general contractor for a couple of weeks there. And man, that is not my skill set. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, that was tough, but it pretty, yeah. pretty cool outcome. Oh, wonderful. And very yeah. encouraging uh, with that. So, I want to shift gears just a little bit and share some training because we like to do that. Just share some training, something that you guys can walk away from that you can apply to your sidewalk ministry and probably no huge like you know eureka moments with this but it is cold for many of you and you know, if you're listening in southern california or or florida they're putting on sweaters yeah. some of them <laughs> you, you got your sweater on and you're suffering for the lord in right. 60 degree weather i know we were in california not too, too long ago we were doing a training out there and it was like 55 degrees at night or something. Oh, and, and those they, poor Californians were saying, <laughs> oh, this is a down real cold jackets snap. On and it's like we're, we're experiencing a cold snap. I'm like, what in the world? Okay. <laughs> like, where are my flip-flops in there? We left 20 degrees, yeah. I think. That, that yeah. <laughs> it was like 25 degrees here when yeah. we left. So, yeah. But that's not the point. My point is it, it is cold. Yeah. For many of you guys, I'm thinking like Chicago, New right. York. I mean, here it's been in the 20s. Early Detroit. The and all these teams are still out yeah. there. Yeah. 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 And, you know, it's tough. So practically speaking, like, you know, check the weather before you get to the sidewalk. Right. <laughs> you know, make sure you dress right. appropriately. So that's a, we, we talk about that in our 101 training. Dress appropriately. Make sure you got the right kind of stuff on. Lots of layers. Lots of layers. Heated layers if possible. Yeah. Yeah. Be prepared. You know, we're in this thing for the long haul. We want to be out there not yeah. worried about freezing to death. Uh, a, a life hack, little little tip for you guys is there's a company called Aurora, yeah. O-R-O-R-O, I think it yeah. is. Yeah. And which actually they blessed us 
some years ago with some free jackets because they liked what we were doing as a ministry. So definitely yeah. go on their website, buy stuff from them. They yeah. have heated jackets that have heat elements in them and a little battery heats for like three hours or something. You put that on, you put a jacket over top of it, and you're toasty. It's like wearing an electric blanket. It is. And by the way, we are not paid for this. Uh, no, no. <laughs> this we don't. Free advertising. <laughs> yeah, this is free advertising. And I own guys. several of their products. They are really, really good. And I mean, it really does make a difference. I've got a heated vest. If that's under my down coat, I can make it through three hours in, in pretty wretched condition. Yeah, and and yeah. I. I'm okay. So, yeah, yeah that's a, a tip, training it tip is. for you guys. And, yeah. you know, one of the things Vicki and I talked about before we started this podcast, too, is just the reality that during the Christmas season, New Year, and even in, you know, the space between when there's prayer walks going on and there's not. So we do our prayer walks from mid-February to mid-November. And typically it's harder to get, like, that's where we get a lot of our volunteers and things is from the prayer walks, people who have come to the prayer walk and stuff. So there can be a little bit slower Onboarding of volunteers, it can be a little bit more difficult to get people out on the sidewalk, people with family and that sort of thing, your normal volunteers. So the the teams might be smaller. Mm -hmm. And we actually did a podcast. I wish I knew the episode number of it, but some months, maybe a year ago or something about small teams and some of the dynamics with small teams because things do change. And you can actually be very effective with a small team. So um, check that podcast episode out. Just be aware of that. You know, encourage your teams who you, you need more folks out there. Don't be afraid to ask people to cover shifts that maybe they're not normally covering. Maybe they're normally right. on the Monday team and you really need people out on the Wednesday team. If you're a leader, ask people to come out and, and help you. But don't be discouraged by small teams because God can use you guys. Yeah. And that's that's our training aspect. Yeah. Yeah. So let's jump into yeah. the, the, the meat of this thing. Yeah. We talk so about holiness. We we we're talking about holiness. It 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 actually came about that um I talked to our volunteers at a Christmas party and this is what God really laid on my heart that uh, that I needed to speak about um was from the verse first Peter one, fifteen to sixteen, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. Yeah. And I love that verse. And I thought, you know, we sing about holiness in Christmas carols, O Holy Night, um, being one of them. And Yeah. I mean, there's and, even a hymn, Holy, Holy, Holy. Holy, right? Holy, Holy. Yep. And, and it's such an important part of who we are called to be. So I was really thinking about that. Yeah. And, and how... We can be holy because Jesus is holy. Some translations say as he is holy. So we are to be like him yeah. in in holiness, how that would play out on the on the sidewalk. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So f- start off maybe what, what yeah, is holiness? Define our terms. Yeah. What is what, what, what is, is holiness? holiness? And you know, simply put, holiness is to be set apart. Mm-hmm. Um you have in the article here to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, to be obedient and righteous in all that we do in our thoughts and our actions. The reality is, of course, we're not holy, right? In our flesh, we're not holy. Our garments are stained. But in Jesus, the Holy One, we can be made holy, right? So yeah. holiness is, in reality, holiness is an attribute that only the Lord in and of himself can possess, mm-hmm. right? We cannot possess holiness. We cannot be holy in and of ourselves apart from the one who is holy. And in its kind of most pure 
form or pure definition. I don't think this is in the article, but the word holy means to be, it, it, it means other than, right? It's, it's like you have the, we, we use the term secular mm-hmm. or, you know, just the, the normal world, the normal everything. And just because something is not holy doesn't necessarily mean it's fully wretched right. necessarily, right? You have that which is common. So you think about that, the common world, the common stuff. And then you have that which is holy. That which is holy is that which is other than. Hmm. It's different than. And and not just, you know, um, this water bottle. I have a water bottle here on our table. This water bottle and this cup are different, right? They're different. They both hold liquids, but they're different. But holiness is not like the difference between a water bottle and a cup, right? Mm-hmm. These both are common things. Holiness is completely other than. It exists in a whole other realm and mindset. That's kind of what the implications, at least of the biblical language between about holiness is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, and what it, that makes that verse in, in first Peter, even more astonishing as you described what holiness is that we are called to be holy yeah. in all that we do. And <clears throat> I'm sorry. And, and the reason is because Jesus is holy, which is definitely, you know, part of your point. We can't do it outside of him. Yeah. He, he is holy. And so he is our model. He is, he is really what allows us to be holy yeah. is we have to be in him. Yeah. But, um, but something that I hear, we all hear at the abortion center so often is that the people coming to kill their baby claim to love God. Yeah. And um, and some of them even say, as the one that kind of sparked the, my thoughts on this, when I, uh, when I got to know her a little, she said that she had come three times to try and kill her baby at the abortion center. And I asked her, she said she loved God. Yeah. She told me she loved God, loved Jesus. She said he was her Lord. Right. Um, she even came from a line of pastors, elders um, in her family. And I said, well, how do you reconcile? How do you think of your relationship with God in terms of the fact that you are here? Right. And at that point, still contemplating taking her child's life. And this was what she said. You have to do what brings you peace and God will forgive you. And that really struck me because... What she was saying was, I need to do what's, what's going to make me feel good. Yeah. Peace. I'm looking for peace. And killing my baby is what will give me peace, So, and God will forgive me. Right. And that is, like, not holy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that line of thinking is, you know, again, the difference is you have things that are common, common to man, and then there's an other than way of thinking. And as believers in Jesus, our other than, our set-apart different way of thinking is that God was not made for me, right? You think about common world, just people who are not Christians, just other religions. It's all focused on on you, what can benefit you, right? People make idols with their own hands and bow down because they want to get something from that idol or whatever, right? Yeah. Most gods, little g, air quotes, gods— that men make are to benefit them. Happiness, prosperity, yeah. peace, whatever. Yeah, and the sad thing is that the God of the Bible, Jesus Christ in particular, has been so twisted, diluted, and perverted as far as like who he is and what he requires that 
the mindset of many modern Christians is God was made for me. Yeah. And the, the point is that, you know, the point of existence is that, you know, God can provide for me and, and, and do for me. And it's about me. Right. I it's, do whatever I want. And yeah. if it brings me peace, then, you know, we're good. Yeah. And then God will forgive me if, if yeah. like I there was something that I that I did wrong. But but that that's such a dangerous mindset. And as I was thinking about this whole concept of holiness, we are to be holy in all we do. Um, I thought about my role out on the sidewalk and I am calling people out on their sin of they're here to kill a baby. Yeah. And am I being holy as Jesus is holy, which is this command that we are to be holy as he is holy. If I don't say something, if I don't intercede and I believe, no, I'm not. Right. I think part of holiness is Jesus is our model. Mm -hmm. And he certainly called out sin. Yeah. He certainly called out transgression. And when his command, he, he was clear about what the commandments were yeah. and that we are to follow them. And if we love him, we will obey him. You know, he says things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So. So the first thing is, of course, like sin matters to God and obedience matters to the Lord. Now, I think we're going to dig into this a little bit. There is a self-righteousness. Yeah. That people can walk in. Yeah. You know, if we have that in our mind, we're out there on the sidewalk and we speak from a place of self-righteousness. Somehow we're better than them because we would have never had an abortion yeah. if we would have gotten their situation. And how dare they even think of it? That's, that's going to pervert the whole thing, right? We can't have that that mindset, that mentality of self-righteousness. Yeah, and, I, and so you're contrasting righteousness in the Lord with self-righteousness. Right. Yeah. And I do think this is so important. Yeah, yeah. And so because we are doing something, sidewalk ministry, that is completely other than what the world would do and really other than a lot of what Christians would do, we might kind of think of ourselves. We started out a little bit kind of joking about us being super Christians and right, you right. Know, maybe more holy than, right. than others and all that stuff. Yeah. If we come from that mentality, then we're not going to be able to give to these women who are not walking in holiness and righteousness, a true holiness, Right. We're just projecting a self-righteousness. Of course, we get accused of that by pro-abortion people or self-righteous or whatever. All the time, which is why I think this is such an important topic, because I'm saying, and I think you're agreeing, that we need to be out there. Obviously, you agree or you wouldn't be out there. We need to be out there. We need to be speaking to these women. We need to be pointing them to holiness also. And so we can't fall prey to these people that are saying you're you just think you're better than yeah. others and and you're judging others um, and you are being self-righteous because right. we are accused of that. Yeah, of course. And so th- the temptation might be because we're accused of that to counterreact and let the pendulum swing and not call out sin right. and not speak the truth. Right. What we're talking about here is we're talking about a balance. Right. We're, we're talking about we we speak out of a place, not of self-righteousness, but of Christ's righteousness. Like he's changed my heart. If I am holy, it's only because of what he's done in me. But it's not self-righteous for me to call out sin in someone. It's not self-righteous. Uh, the example that mm-hmm. I've given some pro-abortion people before, they said, talking of you specifically, 
Um, Vicky's had an abortion in her past or some, they talked to me about, you know, my, um, we had a child out of wedlock. Right. That's part of my testimony. Right. And you're out here, you know, you, you're a hypocrite essentially, and you're self-righteous, you know, all these accusations. I said, well, if I'm wandering in those woods out there, there's woods across the street from the abortion clinic there. If I'm wandering out in those woods and I find that I get, I'm getting bit by snakes, let's say there's this, these woods are full of snakes. And by God's grace, somehow I crawl out of those woods and make it out alive. And I'm pleading with people who are headed toward those woods not to go in the woods. Is that self-righteous? Is that hypocritical? No, that's love. Right. And so we have been, you, Vicki, myself, any Christian, we've been touched by that fiery serpent, as the Bible calls it, these poisonous snakes called sin in our lives. We've been touched. Our lives have in many ways been destroyed by those those snakes in, in the woods, right? Yeah. And by God's grace, he saved us. He rescued us out of that stuff. And it would be unloving for us not to speak the truth. Hey, don't go in the woods, right? Hey, don't dabble in sexual sin. Hey, don't take the life of your baby through abortion. Like it's absolutely appropriate and loving for us. Right. You know, another example is a blind man walking toward a a cliff. It's like, it's not judgmental and self-righteous to tell a blind man that's walking toward a cliff. Hey man, you're about to fall off a cliff. It's right. loving. It's it would be hatred for us not to speak the truth. And in particular, you know, what we deal with on the sidewalk with the men and the women is the, the reality of sexual sin. Like if sexual sin was not a thing, abortion wouldn't be a thing. Most abortions would not take place. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. It's the reality, right? Yeah. The abortion industry couldn't thrive off of the whatever small percentage of people that go and have abortions that are that are married. It's the vast majority of people are pregnant outside of wedlock. Yeah. That is not a self-righteous statement because my wife was pregnant outside of wedlock. That's a reality statement. That's a truth that I'm seeing that ultimately is that behavior leads to destruction, the destruction of unborn children, the destruction of women's lives through abortion. It is absolutely loving for us to speak that out. Now, if we speak out of self-righteousness, like we're wagging the finger and we're saying we're better than you and that's why we're out here, then that would be a problem. But that's not what we're doing. And we have to we have to look at the motive of our heart. We have to look right? at our motives. And I think if if we find ourselves being angry and hateful, I suspect our motive is maybe not yeah. in the right yeah. place. You can you can move from a pure motive and, you know, I'm out here because of what Jesus has done in my life because mm-hmm. I love him. And you can move from that to self-righteousness because you see these men and these women walking in day in and day out. And it's yeah. easy to get disillusioned and and just like forget that my righteousness comes through Jesus and I'm out here for him first and foremost. Yeah. And so, yeah, we have to check our hearts. We have to keep our finger on the pulse of of what our hearts are are. are Manifesting, right? Yeah. In our actions and our words and things like that. And the way we do that is always, always going back to the author yeah. of, of all holiness. You know, we have to be in the word and and love Jesus with all our heart and, yeah. you know, be seeking him every every moment. But um one of one of the thoughts as I was writing and pondering over holiness was I don't think the whole picture of abortion is honestly i i don't feel hopeful it's going to change with uh laws yeah. i don't think the laws are going to change um whether women ultimately decide to kill their babies or not they'll find a way to do it unless 
their heart changes. And a heart that is holy because we've been made holy through the Lord, the Holy Spirit that abides within us is a heart that is going to be, I hope, less inclined to ever consider abortion. Yeah. So that was, he's our model is kind of the, the bottom line. Jesus is our model. And if we are holy because he is holy, then we should never shy away from telling a mother that killing her baby is wrong. Yeah. We, we are called, that is part of our holiness. Holiness def, definitely has the, um, the idea of, of good, yeah. of what is good. And we can know what is good. Yeah. We should know what is good. Yeah. We cannot be light and salt to anyone unless we're very clear in our own mind what is good. And God tells us what is good. Yeah, yeah it's not a mystery. We look in yeah. the Word. Yeah. And we see what, what God approves of and what God doesn't. Um, you know, I want to say before we wrap up that as we're talking about holiness, we're talking about being other than, being set apart. Um, there can, like, we can easily kind of, again, drift into self-righteousness and we can drift into thinking that somehow because of what we do and who we are, um, we're better. So stay away from that. And the, and the best yeah. way to do that is, to stay humble is to stay in the word mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. stay in prayer. We always say that, right? And be around other believers that yeah. can keep you in check. That's why it's so important for us to be a part of a team. And that's why it's so important that the Love Life family, that we're encouraging each other on a regular basis. There's all kinds of social media groups that our different sidewalk teams have to encourage one another. But I'll say this just very simply. You can be holy and set apart, and you can speak from a holy perspective on the sidewalk without being a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You can be nice and, and say hard truths, mm -hmm. and you should, mm -hmm. right? Because, again, we understand our righteousness doesn't come from ourselves. Yeah. Remembering, I think the, the, the phrase goes something like this, except for the grace of God, there go I. Mm -hmm. Right? If we ever have in our heart and our mind— that left to ourselves, we would never go in that direction, then we're deceiving ourselves. Right. Left to yourself, apart from the grace of God, you'd be walking right into that abortion clinic, taking the life of your own child. Yeah. That's the reality. Yeah. Or something even worse. Maybe you'd be, maybe you'd be the abortionist. Yeah. You know, apart from the grace of God and his power to save and rescue from sin. Yeah. And so, yeah, I want to encourage you guys. I hope this podcast brought some value to you guys. Anything yeah. you want to say? In well, ju just I really love the idea that of starting off the year with this charge to all of us, to all of us who claim to love the Lord, that we remember that this is what we are told to do, yeah. to be, and not just in some things, but in all things, to be holy and the reason is because Jesus is holy and we love him yeah. and he will empower us to be that. So I, I think and I hope it is an encouragement that start the year off knowing that you have the possibility. You can be holy because Jesus is holy yeah. and he is in you. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So, guys, uh, walk in holiness before the Lord. Manifest yeah. his holiness at these places of death. Shine the light of who Jesus is at these places of death and everywhere you go. Yeah, You guys are set apart for him, set apart for a purpose. I want to just encourage you guys that are on the sidewalk that um, God has a calling. This is not just a volunteer opportunity. This is not just something that you do on a Saturday or a Tuesday or whatever. Um, you're in this ministry because God called you to it. 
Yeah. He set you apart as a holy vessel that he wants to use in this ministry. So do it with all your heart, serve the Lord and, you know, um, also encourage one another, just be an encouragement to those that are serving on the sidewalk with you as a group. You guys are set apart yeah. unto the Amen. Lord Amen. to be holy as he is holy. Amen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, guys, we appreciate you listening to this episode. You can reach out to me, Daniel at lovelife.org. You reach her Vicky with a Y at lovelife.org. Also, take advantage of our podcast website, gospelcenteredprolife.com. You can take advantage of that that and see all of our episodes. You can search for keywords and find episodes that um, may have covered subjects that, that maybe you're wondering about. Also, sidewalksforlife.com. There's a tab there called Equipping Articles. There's a lot of articles that we put out. Normally, the article that we do, the we use as a framework for the podcast episodes is there. And then Vicki's writing some other articles that she's putting out that are maybe not talked about in the podcast. So take advantage of that. And until next time, God bless. God bless you all. Give me an outlet for love. Give me an outlet for gratitude. I know it will cost me my life. Nothing's too precious since I made.